you looked out of your house, out of your window, and saw that, um, what would you do? Call 911. What else? Get the fire, Get the fire extinguisher. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> bringing a <laughs> water gun to a bazooka show, but yeah, <laughs> get the fire extinguisher. Whitney, s'mores. Uh, yeah, s'more. do, do what? Warn the neighbors. Whitney, were you, did you? Yeah, yeah. Tell your parent, Mom, <laughs> we got a problem. <laughs> Would you close the blinds? Just go back to whatever you're doing. Would you say, man, whew, so glad that I live in an awesome house and not like a burning house like that. <laughs> Woo-hoo, man. Would you say, not my problem? Would you say, um, man, I, I really hope that nobody's in there. Oh, well. But many times, many times, this is what we do with other people. If we use a burning house as a metaphor like we did a couple of weeks ago, if we use a burning house for a metaphor of what, what we've all done to our lives when we've gotten into sin and, and, and we've, we've burned our own house down, that is, a, that, 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 that it is so many times some of the excuses that we use to not get involved in somebody else's burning house. It's not my problem. They did it to themselves. I'm so glad I'm in my nice rebuilt house and I don't have to deal with the burning house anymore. As we saw in that video from the prayer breakfast several years ago that Bono said of, 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 of a wise guy said to him, stop praying for God to bless the stuff you're doing. See, we have to ask God to bless the stuff that we do because we wonder if he really wants to bless it or not. But rather get involved in the stuff that we know God is blessing. How do we know that? Well, the good news is that Jesus specifically tells us this. As we are wrapping up this series called The Vine, uh, we take a look at how Jesus wraps up this teaching with the disciples, that we get to eavesdrop in 2,000 years ago into this conversation that he had, the very last conversation he had with his disciples about how to live life without him. And he concludes with this. How do you know that you're doing stuff that I bless? Instead of asking God, just bless my stuff. We're going to be in John chapter 15. You can follow along in our app. I, I, I recommend, or obviously I'm going to recommend you download our, our app. You can find that at cpf.me forward slash app. And you can just select whatever, um, whatever platform you have from there and download that. You can follow along uh, there underneath resources. Um, we'll throw the scriptures up on the screen as well in just a moment. Um, also, if you've got the Bible app on your phone, you can follow on there. We put an event, live event uh, in the Bible uh, app there as well. But John chapter 15, verse 16, Jesus says this, You didn't choose me. I chose you. I appointed you to go and produce lasting fruit so that the Father will give you whatever you ask for using my name. 
This is my command, love each other. And as we conclude this series, if you want to go back and listen to the rest of the series, I've gotten some good feedback on this series, and PA did an excellent job last week as well uh, uh, in, in, in my absence as I was just running around a track. It was so much fun. Uh, but uh, 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 the, the, the series, you can go back and, and find that on the app. But the, 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 the basic idea of this series is that Jesus gave Christians a three-word job description, Remain in me. Christians, fans of Jesus, that's all you have to worry about. Remain in me. Non-fans, those that are wondering about this whole Jesus thing and this church thing, all Jesus wants you to know is remain in me. Everything else would take care of itself if you do that. That's all he wants. And this isn't just something I preach. This is something that is a comfort to me in, in the most difficult of times. A couple of weeks ago, just, just having a struggle with, with some things. I'll talk about it in a moment. But, but going through this series, God was just saying, remain in me. Guess what? You don't have to be awesome. Remain in me. That's enough. But he concludes this and, 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 and tells us what our life is supposed to be about if we are remaining in him. He starts off saying, you didn't choose me. I chose you. And I've appointed you to go. Maybe some of you are like, what, what is Jesus playing a baseball in a playground or something? Like, is he choosing teams? What's going on? There's two types of people. There's two types of people in the playground, right? Those that got chosen and those that the team just got stuck with, right? Right? There's those, those two. How many of you were like, you were the ones chosen? Like you were the ones chosen? Anybody? Anybody? Bueller? You were the ones chosen? How many of you were the ones stuck with the team? You, you, you were like, yeah. Um, it's okay. If you're new to Crosspoint and you feel like you're, you're awesome, you're a cool kid, hey, we're just a bunch of bunch of nerds here and we self-admit that so it's okay just ask anybody about star wars or superman or comic books and you'll get yeah full board uh, how many let me ask this how many of you were the ones that were chosen after the lame and blind guy <laughs> see just exact yeah exactly and maybe some of you are like all oh, right a theological debate arminianism and calvinism all right so excited for this and some of you are like are, are many what? So some dude without arms? I mean, I would be a debate, yeah, too. And Calvin, I love the cartoon. I love the cartoon. The guy retired too early. What are you talking about this debate? You're better off. But no, we're not going to get in the debate because Jesus isn't talking about salvation here. Jesus is talking about the mission that we have in life. He says, I chose you and I pointed you. This is about entitlement. If, God, if we choose God, we feel like God has uh, owes us something. But if God chooses us, we need to steward and manage what he gives us. And so our appointment in life is this. It's the overlap of three things. Our talents, our passions, and our experiences. All God-given. Every one of you got skills in something from God. From deep down in our personality to outward in, 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 in how that fleshes itself out. We have skills in something given to us by God. And we've got passion. Something that, that burns in our heart. I don't know if you intended this, Phil. But Raging Fire is actually a perfect song to open this. Because, uh, because, because it's talking about the passions that's inside of us. It's actually a great par uh, prayer. God, burn something inside of my heart. 
that I'm passionate about. And God wants to do that. He doesn't want us to sleepwalk through life. He wants something to burn in our hearts. And then experiences, good, bad, the scars and the chars of life, the rewards that we get, the accolades, everything, go into our appointment. Our God-given, God-ordained appointment on this earth that he chose us for. Well, I don't believe in God. It's all right. But he still has something for you once you believe in that. But what are we supposed to do with this appointment? And it's kind of it's under the surface here. It's kind of under the surface in this scripture where he says go. But in Matthew 25, some of the scripture that Bono uh, 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 read in the video that we, that, 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 that we watched, and I gave this uh, scripture uh, uh, verse, this, that chapter to our small groups to, to potentially talk about in their small groups this week, that Matthew 25, he gives us three parables. And in the last parable, three parables that tell us what are we supposed to do while we are waiting for him to come back. See, Matthew 24 is all this, all this weird, convoluted stuff. Uh, you know, uh, earthquakes are going to happen and wars are going to happen. And it gets co- really confusing. But in Matthew 25, he's still teaching about the end times and he gets crystal clear. And he concludes all of this and says, hey, if you do these things for the least of these, you've done them for me. See, what we do is we take our appointment and serve the least of these. We invest in people. See, investment is using our appointment, using our appointment, that overlap of of talents and passions and experience to to serve the least of these. Who are the least of these? They're certainly the poor, the people pushed to to the side of society. They're certainly the people that have been pushed to the side of religion and of church. But also, but also, maybe you business types. Also, this is that college student, that intern that was hired. He's not your whipping boy. He's somebody to invest in. See, investment in the least of these is investing in people who cannot pay you back in return. Isn't this what Jesus did? He invested in us. And there's no way we can pay him back in return. No way. Who's the least of these in your life right now, right here and right now, that you can invest your life, your appointment into the least of these? Maybe it's the poor and the homeless. Maybe it's those that are marginalized by the church because of their choices. Who can you invest in? Because Jesus tells us to go. In this passage, he tells us to go. See, if we think this is the height of church, come sit and watch some dude drone on and on and on, that's, that's just that's boring. As unboring as we try to make things, this is not church. This is not church. And to get saved, to spend 50 weeks out of a year to sit in a chair and watch some dude, that's boring. Jesus tells us to go. Going is rescuing people by using our appointment. In our homes, are you investing in the people inside your own home? In our neighborhoods, is there somebody 
that you're investing in in your neighborhood. A kid down the street that I don't know if I want my kids to hang out with. Guess what? They need to be invested in. Why? They're the least of these. Work. See, life becomes awesome when we get paid for our appointment. See, that sweet spot of talents and passions and experiences, we can get paid for that. It's called work. Work is not some four-letter dirty word that we've made it in this, cult, in this country. Work, vocation, is intended by God to light us on fire. And we just happen to get paid for it. At work, are you investing in people? The least of these at work. I forgot school. My bad, school. You investing in people, the least of these at school? And community, both local and global. Are we investing in our community? The least of these in our community. Because Jesus told us to. Because he told us to go, and he told us to produce lasting fruit. Now, if we remain in him, there are going to be times of pruning. There's going to be winter. But there will be a time of spring and summer where we get to see fruit produced. And all fruit is, is God-induced transformation. God-induced transformation. That people's lives are transformed in such a way that nobody can take credit for it. See, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago, Ephesians 3.20. That God wants to do inside of all of us, every single one of us, you sitting there, God wants to do something inside of you that, he can, that you cannot even imagine or even ask for. That's what He wants to do inside of you. That's transformation. That's God-induced transformation. And you're saying, I can't do that. That's bigger than me. That's good news because He told us to do this. Ask. The Father will give you whatever you ask for if you give in my name. That doesn't mean that we pray for our long list of Santa Claus prayers and then tag in Jesus' name, amen. That's not what that means. What that means is, are you asking in my branding? Are you asking in the branding of, of, of who I am as Jesus? What prayer is, all prayer is, is seeking transformation beyond us. Saying, I can't do this in my life. I can't do this in somebody else's life. God, you are going to have to do this. Is your prayer life boring and stale? It's probably because you're praying like Jesus and God is Santa Claus. Give me this, give me safe, so on and so forth. You want to add a little life to your prayer life? Pray for stuff that's beyond you. Pray for stuff for people's life that's well beyond you. And ask God to use you to do it. Then you can start to see God do immeasurably more. Because we're praying for stuff that's beyond us. But none of this works. None of this works if we don't do the one command that Jesus gives us. The one command. Love one another. This can't happen if we love one do not, if we do not love one another. 
As P.A. pointed out last week, it's not just the people that's easy to love. It's our Kyles, right? It's our Kyles. Everybody has a Kyle. It's difficult to love. Love it, what love is, is deciding that people matter so they're worth pursuing. People matter so they're worth pursuing. People are in their burning house so they're worth pursuing. Their life matters. This has really come to a head for me in the past couple of weeks. Um, those of you that knew, um, we'd planned for a long time to, to do a haunted house on Halloween and stuff. We talked about it for a while, but we could never get over the momentum hump of, of, of really seeing the momentum, you know, drive us to, to, to go do it. And that's something, three plus years ago when I came here, that's something I talked about of, of you know, not be that typical church, especially Baptist church that... Um, momentum left about 50 years ago for something, but we're still just trudging around along doing it. Um, that, that, you know, not wanting to do something just because, just because. And so as, as last week, not, not this week that's just finished, but the, but the week before, um, kind of seeing that, that this is just you know, kind of, you know, going up in a, in a ball of flames and, and, and everything and really struggling with that and, and quite frankly, probably even, even grieving over that. I mean, anytime, you know, you do something that just doesn't work out, I mean, there's still really a, a, a grieving process, no matter what, how big or how small. And really, quite frankly, kind of having some um, self-doubt about my, myself and uh, leading and, and everything, as I've told some people, you know, some, you know, some, some guys you kind of look at and see and like everything they touch turns to gold. For me, everything I touch seems to turn to bronze. Uh, just, you know, kind of sort of interesting, but not really. And so, um, and so just praying through that and going, what... What's going on? Where are we at? What's, what's, what's happening? Uh, before I came across that video of, of, of Bono, that verse, um, the least of the, these came, just, kept, just kept coming to mind. Just kept coming to mind. Just kept coming to mind. And, and going, you know, I mean, as interesting and, uh, you know, I, I, I don't think there was anything wrong with it and as, as cool and whatever it was going to be and, 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 and stuff. And, was it our God appointment? Was it really our God appointment as, as, as a church? And really kind of praying through that and struggling with that. And then as, as, as I was also praying, um, something that, that Lydia, some of you don't know Lydia, she usually sits back where Phil is right now, and so some of you could have been coming here for two years and not, still not know Lydia, but she's sick today, so, you know, I can say that. Um, there's something Lydia said um, several months ago about Elijah, my oldest. Uh, she was like, he's, he's kind of going into that awkward kid face, you know? Like, isn't that mean? No, no, she's just telling the truth. You know, all kids go into awkward kid phase. My kid doesn't. Well, yes, it, yes, they do. 
And that came to mind, and, and I started thinking about that, of like, that's kind of the phase that Crosspoint is in right now. We know our DNA, we know who we're supposed to be, but how that looks, we're still kind of trying to figure that out. And it can get awkward at times, like what, what we've just experienced, what we just experienced. But this is a vital time because, because if we don't say no to what's not working, we'll become the American Idol kid. What's that? Well, glad you asked. The American Idol kid is this, the one that becomes a teenager or in their 20s and shows up on American Idol and can't sing. And, 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 and Simon tells them for the first time that they suck at singing, and they just drop all kinds of F-bombs on Simon on national TV and all this and that and the other, and everybody's like, you can't sing, and you, know, you have no friends to tell you that you can't sing, and et cetera. We'll be that church that we can't, we can't do something, and everybody knows we can't do something except us. Everybody's like, you suck at this, but nobody's going to tell you, and then somebody finally tells you, and we, we drop F-bombs on them, like, church drop F-bombs. If it's any church, it's going to be ours, all right? But, but and, 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 and just, it just all gets, it's either awkward now or really awkward later, one of the two. And it gets to the point, it got to the point where I was like, do we want to lead people to do entertainment things or do we want to lead people to serve the least of these? And so that same week, um, we, got, we got asked again about uh, doing uh, the Christmas party for Nightlight. Those of you that are kind of new to Crosspoint and haven't heard about Nightlight, Nightlight is a ministry to um, uh, primarily the females in the sex uh, uh, industry here in Springfield. Uh, strippers, escorts, prostitutes, etc. And they do a Christmas party for their volunteers every year, but they invite, really it's for, it's for the girls, but they, they do it for the volunteers so that they could invite the girls to. And we, um, we, we put it on for them last year in, a, in another, another church, another building, but we put it on for them last year. And, and, and they asked us about that again uh, this year, as we've, uh, even throughout the year, but specifically, hey, we're starting to plan this, you guys on board, and et cetera. And, you know, things were kind of raw at the time. Like we were going through, you know, what's, what's going to happen and, and, and stuff and, uh, with, the, with the Hana. And it was, it was kind of raw, but, but at the same time, this whole, this, all of this was coming together. At the same time, and going, these, these, these ladies are the least of these. Pushed aside by society, and quite frankly, probably pushed aside by, by church. And everybody in their life is giving them something to get something back in return. Their pimp, their nightclub, the guys drooling over them. They're giving them something to give them something in return. And we show up and get to say, look, we don't want anything. Your life matters. So we're just going to love you. And then that be the springboard into 2016 where all of our connection events are going to be about the least of these. On November 14th, I'm not going to talk a lot about this from, from the, the front, so you might want to jot this down. November 14th, 6 p.m., right over here. In our cafe, we're going we're gonna, to, we're gonna, in broad terms, plan this out for next year. And do everything we can to serve people that are the least of these. We have our ministry partners like Nightlight and Community Kitchen and um, 
uh, Republic Pregnancy Care Center. Who are the least of these in society and the least of these when it comes to church as well? Also a neighborhood over here behind us that probably needs some serving as well. Because see, I don't know about you, but I, I want to see some miracles happen. Jesus told this to the disciples just before, just before John 15, comes John 14, and he says this in John 14, I tell you the truth, anyone who believes in me will do the same works I've, as I have done, and even greater works. What? I mean, Jesus turned water to wine. Jesus rose people from the dead, and he told his boys, you're going to see even greater works than this. Because I am going to be with the Father. You can ask for anything in my name and I will do it so that the Son can bring glory to the Father. That's not an idea that's just passing. That's, that's core. Do we want to see miracles? This is kind of clunky. This is kind of clunky. It's, a, it's on your, your connection sheet just laying all around, maybe in the floor by now or drawn on because kids come in and draw on them and stuff. But miracle is love people enough to pray for the transformation and pursue them to invest ourselves into their life. That's a miracle. And miracles happen when we do that. Why? Because marriages need to be restored. Addictions need to be destroyed. Relationships need to be healed. Lives that are burning up need somebody to put out the fire. Are we going to be that people? Are we going to be that people that cares enough to get out of our pretty little home to go put out a fire? Are we going to care enough? This is the challenge that Jesus is putting in front of us. Are we going to care enough to say your life matters to me so I am going to pursue you until you come to know Christ? We all need more of that from here outward. Action. What's your next step? What's your next step to find your appointment in life because when we serve in our appointment, it doesn't feel like serving and it doesn't feel like sacrifice. It feels like joy. The prayer work for this week is this. God, use me to rescue and rebuild others. As the band plays, pray that. And maybe pray also, burn a fire within me. Burn a fire within me. Let's pray. Father, Lord, I thank you for this time. I thank you for everything that you're doing. Lord, I pray that you burn a fire within us. When times get difficult, it's the fire that's going to keep going, keep us going. Use us. Bring us salvation so that we can see lives, homes restored both literally and figuratively. Addictions destroyed. Relationships healed. People that never thought that you would love them know that you love them. People that never thought joy was possible to find the joy that you can only give. Give us the courage to serve the least of these. 
as you said yourself, opposition will come to this. Give us the courage to get out of our bubbles, to go rescue people. In your name we pray. Amen.